0: Hello friends, welcome to Quiet on Purpose. I'm Heather Laurence, and you're listening to episode number 20. This podcast is all about learning to sit quietly in the presence of God and our own soul. We're here to gently pursue the practice of listening to God, to what He might want to reveal to us about our souls, and the invitation He might be extending to us in light of what we see. We want to lean in listen closely, and respond to Him, trusting the One who loves us to also take gentle care of us as we give up old ways of doing things in order to follow His way instead. My hope is that these few minutes together each week might be a sweet time of pause in our often hurried and noisy lives. Today's scripture is Psalm 89 verse 14. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Unfailing love and truth walk before you as attendants. This is the word of the Lord. It is absolutely true and given to us in love. Thanks be to God. Can you think of a story you heard and loved as a child that involved kings, kingdoms, thrones, battles, knights, and royalty? For me, it was Cinderella. I just loved the idea that a poor, overlooked, and mistreated girl could be loved and rescued by a handsome prince. Maybe for you it was Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, or any number of Disney movies. Or maybe it was The Chronicles of Narnia, or Lord of the Rings, or King Arthur and his Knights of the Round Table. Or all of the above. What is it about kings and queens, princes, princesses, and valiant knights that fascinates us from the earliest age? Why do the faces of the royal family regularly end up on the covers of our gossip magazines even today? I wonder if it's because we are in fact made for a kingdom. We were created by a king, and we are invited to be his children. To become royalty ourselves. The Bible uses royal language a lot, actually, when talking about God. We're told quite often that He is the King of all kings. Today's verse is just one example, and I love how the psalmist describes God's throne. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of it. In my mind, I picture an enormous, Ornate and beautiful throne, permanently built into an eternal throne room. The foundation of the throne is built of both righteousness and justice. That means all of God's rule as king has to come out of that foundation. Those two characteristics are not only high values to this king, they are part of who he is. Nothing that he does, nothing that he ordains can veer outside the bounds of righteousness and justice. We know what these words mean, but just for clarity, the Hebrew word translated righteousness here means what is correct, what is honest, and what is right. And justice means decision or judgment. God makes decisions and judgments that are based on what is correct, right, and honest. The next section says, Unfailing love and truth walk before you as attendants. Picture a royal procession. The king is being carried in on a litter or transported by carriage or on horseback. In a royal processional, those walking before and in attendance to the king are understood to be in service to him. They are fiercely loyal to the king and would be guarding him as well as announcing his arrival. Unfailing love and truth walk before our king. They announce his presence in the world. Wherever they are, he is near as well. Wherever God is, you will also find righteousness, justice, love, and truth. This verse strikes me as particularly poignant right now. Regardless of political opinions and party lines, wherever anyone is being oppressed, the followers of Christ should be standing in the gap. Wherever injustice is being perpetrated— Followers of Christ should be seeking justice. I'm not here to stir up political conversations. I know that every single topic I could bring before you is both nuanced and emotionally charged. I'm not here to try to represent any particular political agenda. I am simply here as a follower of Christ who wants to be the first to admit that I don't always step in when I witness oppression. I don't always know what is actually happening in my own neighborhood or around the world. I am not always motivated by righteousness and love. Sometimes I'm motivated by my own self-interests and convenience. I want to admit that I don't have all the answers to racism, poverty, homelessness, abortion, modern-day slavery, sex trafficking, sexual orientation discrimination, cyberbullying, domestic violence, or religious persecution, and I want to be open to what God would have me to do next in the sphere of influence I find myself I want to be brave enough to sit in silence before the king whose throne is built upon righteousness and justice, before whom walk unfailing love and truth, and to ask him, what are you calling me to do about what I do know and what I do see? Or what do you want me to learn more about so that I can be a voice for the voiceless representing righteousness and justice on your behalf because I am a child of the one true King. Will you be brave enough to join me? I get so excited to think about what the world might look like if those of us who follow Jesus would just be willing to ask Him those questions and then be brave enough to follow where He leads us. Before we begin our time of purposeful quiet today, Take a minute, get your body comfortable, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and become aware of God's loving presence with you right now. Lord God, we've been reminded today that righteousness and justice, unfailing love and truth, are foundational characteristics of who you are. Your word says so much about your compassion toward those who are oppressed. We confess, Lord, that we are not always as motivated by compassion, righteousness, and justice as you are. We confess that we sometimes lack love and truth. Help us even now to have the courage to sit in your presence and listen for the invitation that you are extending, the invitation that perhaps you've already been extending to us. Give us the courage to name it, and to take the next step forward in obedience and in love for you. Over the next few minutes, I'll provide silence for you to consider. What next step is God calling you to take based on what you currently know and see in your own little sphere? Listen and then name it. How are you going to respond? Lord, there are so many areas in our world today that are broken, and it would be so easy for us to surrender to despair and overwhelm. Please help us instead to take courage, because you have already overcome the world. You do not call us to fix everything. In fact, you do not call us to fix anything. Instead, you invite us to partner with you to spread light and hope, righteousness and justice, unfailing love and truth into our little corner wherever we may be, often in small, but profound ways. We ask that you would solidify the calling and commitments we've made just now, that whatever step, whether big or small, you have set before us, we would have the courage and grace to follow through. In the name of Jesus, amen. Once again, friends, I am so honored that you would choose to spend some of your precious time with me here. Thank you. As always, the questions from today's episode are in the show notes if you ever want to refer back to them. And don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, and review to make it easier for others to find and join us. I hope you'll join me next week for another episode and that along the way, we'll both learn what it looks like and how we benefit when we're quiet on purpose. Until then, take a few minutes, take a deep breath, get quiet on purpose, and enjoy God's presence with you, my friends. He loves you so much.